Welcome to the Fight for Yourself podcast. I'm Michelle O'Connor, and I'm transforming my life one little choice at a time. Let's do this. Episode 10 with special guest, Don Rains. This is our 10th episode, and we are super honored to have Don Rains here for our first interview. Thank you, Don, for coming, and we're so excited to talk to you. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. I'm so honored to be the inaugural interviewer, interviewee. <laughs> yes, it's super cool. Those of you who don't know, I've known Don for probably 25 years, mm-hmm. and she's someone I really admire. So I thought that we could get a lot of insight into her life and learn some of the things that she's learned along the way. And as you know, Don, this podcast is really about triumph over things that happen in life and over our own thinking and working always to be better humans and our relationships with our bodies and how that that plays out throughout our lives. And so I thought that we could talk about your life with that lens Mm -hmm. And just go from there. So I was always that kid, um, that kid who hated PE. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I was overweight from uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, sort of being cognizant of going on diets when I was like 11 or 12 years old, um, getting a lot of messages, uh, you know, from my family and from from kids at school um, about just, uh, my weight, about what I ate. Um, and it really, you know, as I sort of went into adolescence, really kind of spiraled a little bit in terms of, um, the messages I started telling myself about those things. And, um, always in this constant sort of, uh, diet sort of I'm either totally on program or I'm totally off program to use a Weight Watchers kind of um, um, phrase and how um, you know over the course of my lifetime I have probably gained and lost hundreds of pounds um, and had a couple of of times throughout my life where um, I lost 100 pounds gained a bunch of it back, lost 80 pounds. Um, and, um, you know, after, after you lose a hundred pounds, you think, and you did it the right way with diet and exercise, you'd think you'd kind of have worked out all of the things that, um, that sort of get in the way your relationship with food. Um, no, not so much, right? Not so much. It is so deeply ingrained, um, that it, I just know it's, it's going to be a piece of my lifelong journey. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I was always the smart kid. I was, I always did really well in school. And, um, I think I, I really valued because that's where I got all my praise and all my, um, you know, all the, all the good feedback from teachers and parents and, you know, that, uh, I developed sort of this identity that had everything to do with what I could do. Um, and, you know, sort of who I am intellectually, as opposed to, um, you know, as a totally separate thing from my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has taken me the better part of 50 years to, um, to figure all of that out. And I would say I'm not done figuring it out, for sure. 
Yeah, I've always known you to be someone who is um, a superstar, smart superstar in career and um, what you're doing with your brain. And I notice that for myself, that there can be a dissociation with your body. Mm -hmm. It's such a disconnect. Um, I'd love to go back to you saying that you, you where you lost weight mm -hmm. and then you gained it again. Um Tell us about that journey, like what might have caused those, were there life circumstances that caused those mm -hmm. ups and downs? And It's um, interesting. So I, I think about, um, so in 2012, I, um, I just sort of had, I got to the kind of a, a moment of turning point where I just, I could not think of anything I wanted to eat. Like I, um, and I just knew, like, there was this, I could feel a big change coming. And, like, it, I've, I've experienced this a couple of times where I just decide and then things are different. Um, it just sort of speaks to the power of your mind. Um, and I spent, um, actually, it was 2011. So 2011, I, um, and into 2012, lost about 100 pounds, um, so I went from like 275 pounds to 175 pounds and, um, and was really, really, uh, sort of diligent and on track and, um, you know, had, was exercising and, um, feeling really good. And, and then in 2012, I went on a trip to Europe with some friends and, um, and it was like a three week trip. I let myself have anything I wanted, you know, and we were walking a ton and stuff. So I got back and I'd only gained like five pounds and, um, but I never really got back on track when I came back. Um, and then, uh, a couple of years later, I proceeded to blow up my life. I left my partner of 16 years, realizing that we had just not really been connected for the better part of a decade. And, um, and that spiral, uh, sort of led to, um, gaining about 60, 60 pounds of the hundred that I lost back. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was definitely using food as an emotional, um, sort of release and comfort, um, and sort of just, yeah, just totally gave myself a pass for the better part of two years. And, um, and then just last April, so about a year ago, a year ago, actually in two days, um, I had another, uh, sort of another moment. I um, went on a, a trip to Vegas. There's, there's apparently a theme in my life here. <laughs> um, and had the best time with a couple of my friends and got back. And like, it was one of those weekends where you just drank everything and ate everything. And I like, came back and just felt so sick. <laughs> and I'm like, got on the scale the next morning. I was like, oh, the number is the highest it has been in five years. And that's it. I'm done. And since then, um, I've lost 80 pounds and was very diligent from, again, from the end of April till December, lost most of the weight during that period, and then have really been struggling with myself again around food. What has maybe changed for me this time is that um, I feel m more connected with my body. So in the, in the process of leaving my, my marriage and um, sort of ending that relationship, I did a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. And actually at work, we've done a tremendous amount of emotional intelligence work, which is just naming what you think, what you feel, and what you want. Um, and I have found it in some ways a lot easier because I don't, I'm not burying a bunch of emotion, you know, and, um, and so I don't need to use food in quite the same way as I did. 
but man, those like lifelong patterns are strong, you know, and, um, uh, and I've gotten to the place where I know if I work out five days a week, I can eat pretty much anything I want. And it's still probably not going to get me to the goals that I have for myself. Um, and so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm wrestling through that, like, right as we speak. We've been on a similar journey um, in the last year or so. And I just lost all of that weight as well. And now I'm going, wait, <laughs> I just kind of maintaining when you, when you stop having the, the, lo- the losses, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the joy of like, oh, I can really see a difference in my body when this is, becomes like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not as much um, dopamine hits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, this is real life stuff. And so I've really worked on, or I'm always and always will be working on habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I see a similarity in our story in that if something breaks that ha- those habits or that structure that we've got, yep. like a trip to Europe, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then it's... Like blown out of the water. It can mm-hmm. be. It's so fragile. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's interesting. I've been having conversations again with my therapist about all of this and, you know, um, thinking about sort of being back on the dating scene, for example, mm-hmm. and not knowing how to relate to the world in this body. You know, getting all kinds of attention that I'm not used to. Um, that doesn't actually feel positive to me. I mean, yes, it's like, it's recognition of all the hard work that I've done and, um, but navigating what it's like to be different, you know, than I, than I have been. And actually that uh, the world experiences me as different, but maybe I don't really experience my experience myself as different. Like I, I walk by the mirror and I catch myself and I'm like, Oh, I don't really recognize that person. Or, and it translates into physical activity too. I mean, I've been really fortunate that, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of emotional work and for, you know, kind of a long time I was in a, in kind of a deep, dark place coming out of that relationship and figuring out, okay, what's next in my life. And exercise was really the only place I was finding any, any like joy, you know, I could literally feel my body kind of metabolizing the emotion, um, and, uh, I've really, um, come to this place of really loving what my body can do now, you know, as a, as opposed to what it looks like. And so I'm like having to form a whole new relationship with, um, with my body to, um, to even like pay attention to it in a, in a way that I never have to, um, and so it's very, it's very uncharted territory for me. Yeah. And I, w- I wonder if other people, I wonder if you've had that experience too. Everything you're saying is just <laughs> ringing so true. The walking by a mirror or seeing a photo and going, whoa, who's that? That's not me. Mm-hmm. I feel exactly the same. And then also the attention. Um, it's like I was cool before too. Um, and so there is a weird adverse reaction to that mm-hmm. because I am, I was awesome then and I'm awesome now mm-hmm. and I feel really strongly about that. I mean, I took seven years of, um, working on my body image before I did anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to be okay with where I was. And so, uh, to have the world see me differently when I'm, 
you know, I'm the same person, although always evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I get, I have an adverse reaction to some of that as well. The mind catching up with the body and mm-hmm. establishing a relationship with your body, this new changing body. Um, and I've been trying to think of it like, um, like a an, a relationship, a friendship mm. where. I'm paying attention to you. I'm listening to you. I'm loving on you. I hear you okay and adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, it's helped me a bit to think of it like I, because I consider myself a good friend. Mm-hmm. So uh, turning that back on my body is an uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, it's just okay. So I would listen to a friend. I would uh, pay attention to them and give them the respect that they deserve. And thinking that way, putting it outside makes me able to treat my, see my body in a different way. I like that. But it's, it's very interesting. And it's, um, we were talking earlier about it being all mind work. Mm -hmm. So I know that we've both been running and, for me, I don't necessarily have a deep joy in running. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> uh, but it's about blowing my own mind. And like <laughs> I was just thinking yesterday and, and, and put on social media that I'm changing who I, but the story of who I think I can be and what I can do. Because <laughs> we put these limiting ideas and we have these limiting stories about, especially people who have been overweight for a long time. It's like you just make up these stories about, your possibilities Mm -hmm. and um running has been a way that I you know changed that story in my head like okay apparently I'm somebody who runs 10 miles okay who knew who knew (laughs) who knew so we were just talking about how the physical part of it is not even we're able to do it uh it's your brain yeah I ran seven miles this morning, the far, farthest I've ever run in my whole life, and I get done, and I'm like, I can't believe that I actually did that. Like, last week I ran six, and I'm like, there is no way I can run another mile than I ran last week. No way. And... Then you did. And I did. Yeah, it, it, like, sometimes I... Um, you know, people will say, oh, what are you doing? You know, you look so good. Well, first of all, people, they have this oh. moment where, like, should I ask? Because then they're concerned, like, maybe you're sick or, like, there's something else going on. I'm like, oh, no, I worked really hard for this, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but then they ask, and I'm like, well, you, you're not actually going to like the answer. Right. Like, I'm going to boot camp five days a right. week. I'm running. Uh, you know, I'm eating well. And yeah. they're like, oh. <laughs> right. I don't want to hear that. But yeah. also, you can have this. Like, you can have this. Yeah, you know, when I started going to boot camp and I was going five days a week at the very beginning, I think it was probably three and a half or four weeks before I didn't want to die every time I went. Yep. And I was modifying everything. Yeah. You know, but you can totally do it. And even then, it's totally a mind game. Yep. Still. Still. And always will be. And getting out of the bed is a mind game. Yes. Um, getting past that primitive brain because uh, for me, when I wake up in the morning, it's nope. It just says immediately, nope, stay in bed. Mm -hmm. That's how our brains want to work. They want to be efficient. It's like, nah, just stay in bed. Um, but pushing past that and putting on the workout gear and going to doing something really hard, uh, every day changes who you are Mm -hmm. or who you believe you are. 
more importantly. So if I don't have a weight loss goal, then what is the goal? You know, is it a, is some kind of physical achievement? Because I am, I am wired in a way that there has to be something. We to, are the same. <laughs> see, and I just, uh, so how, how I stay focused when there's not something that I'm working toward, like it just doesn't happen for me. And so I don't know, I think about like shifting body fat percentage or, you know, um, you know, some kind of physical achievement. My coaches at my gym have been really helpful in terms of, okay, so let's think about a strength goal you could work on. So now I can do 25 push-ups, 25 regular push-ups in a minute. Um, That's amazing. It, it's just like crazy. It's huge. Yeah. Because how many could you do a year ago? Uh, I could do maybe three or four on my knees. Right. Yeah. Same. It's just, it's just repetition and getting up and doing hard things. Yeah. I think it's really important to talk about the strength and the the mind stuff. For me, it's more important. Okay, well, we lost weight. The before and after photos. But as we know, those come and go in our lives. They can come and go. But what kind of personal development is happening Mm -hmm. in that process? Guess what? I'm a person that can do 25 push-ups in, in a minute. I mean, you got me beat on that. <laughs> but that's amazing stuff. And especially for people like us who are goal-oriented, it's, mm-hmm. like, uh, important um, to, to you know, remember the mind stuff that's happening and not just the weight loss, mm-hmm. um, the quick weight loss, because, it you know, it wasn't quick. It was hard-earned, mm-hmm. hard-earned. Well, it translates, I think, too, into other areas of your life. Yes. You know, I feel like what has gotten, despite the fact that I've been very successful in my career, and um, but what has gotten in the way for me is that I'm, um, and it's all, all of this stuff is connected. So super conflict averse. Um, you know, I grew up with parents who I never heard raise their voices to each other. I never heard them actually disagree with one another very much. And so I never really learned how to negotiate conflict. And so what it meant was that I spent 10 years in my relationship going, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's everything's fine. And, um, not only did I like, didn't know inside me, like I didn't have enough aware, emotional awareness about what was going on with me to actually understand that it was not fine. And then of course, then my partner didn't understand that it wasn't fine either, but it was manifesting in all these ways in our relationship. And then the same thing at work, you know, um, if I can run seven miles, I can say something hard, you know, and we can do hard things. Yeah. Every single time that I like make a choice to show up and say what's true for me, it transforms relationships and it, um, it always has a good outcome. Always. You know, that I spent like years being afraid of hurting somebody's feelings or, um, you know, willing to compromise what I needed in order to make everybody else okay. Uh, it just, it doesn't work, you know? It doesn't work. And it's um, something I'm seeing a lot as I study all of this that we're going through. People pleasers eat their emotions. Mm-hmm. Many, many times they eat their emotions. Sure, everything's fine. And food into mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not getting what we need and there are no boundaries. Yeah. So the strength that we're finding in our bodies is like coming through everywhere else, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Um, but, you know, I've learned a lot and still learning a lot about people pleasing and how that 
how I do that and how it's related to having no boundaries, letting people go into a boundary I don't want them to mm-hmm. at work, in relationships, wherever, um, and then how that translates into my body. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I've also realized, you know, that whole thing about um, your own relationship with yourself and how you view your own body and then how others view you and what you've achieved and like all of that stuff is totally related to what ends up going in your mouth too. You know, um, I realize sometimes that I'll be like sitting in meetings and I'm like trying, it's like, this is the thing about being a woman in this culture, like trying to make myself as small as possible, you know, crossed legs kind of, you know, shrunken down shoulders. Like I like the fact that I'm small now. Right. And so I try to emphasize it and actually, it's the exact opposite of what you need to do in that environment, which is to claim your space and your power and your voice. And because people want you to fully show up. Yep. They They, really, you know, and I want to fully show up and I get in my own way so much of the time. Yeah. One other benefit at work I've noticed is that my brain works better. Mm -hmm. My brain is clear. I mean, a lot more clear and I'm also very smart and Um, ambitious and dedicated to work and now I just have this clarity and this energy um, around work and being able to use my brain after I've just pushed my body for an hour I've been working out like you um, in the morning before work Mm -hmm. and and I get to work and I'm like ready to go Mm -hmm. and clear and um, able to focus yeah well, I think it's two things. It's that you've been up for a while yeah. and you know, you've know you gotten your sort of blood flowing and you've had a little bit of time to sort of think about your day and that kind of thing. And then I think the other thing is that when you eat less carbs, you know, processed, refined carbs, like just taking that out of the equation had, like makes such a big difference in that brain fog. Yep. You like realize your body is actually in many ways not made to process, you know, that really refined sugary and you know and I say that and I eat them all the time you know and (laughs) so uh but it's if you actually really pay attention to what your body is telling you it's really true yeah and the thing is I don't think it's about that black or white on or off I think we get in trouble like when you were talking about Mm -hmm. doing I'm so good I know if I do it five days a week but like what if you don't go five days a week right um and not having any treat ever is um too extreme, yep. in my opinion. And so, you know, making sure that we allow for gray mm-hmm. um, so that, that, and just that thought of, you know, I always say, just keep going. Yeah. So whatever just happened, so what? So what? Keep going. <laughs> um, which which really plays out in our running, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, awesome. I, I wonder what you would give, what advice you would give Younger Dawn. There's mm. um, mm. probably a lot. Um, and I do believe that all of our experiences are leading, are teaching us and leading us up to the awesomest, you know, position we can be in right now. But what, it, what have you learned? Just something mm. you might want to tell the Younger Dawn. Oh, I think um, oh, it makes me really emotional. You are strong. 
uh, that your value in this world does not depend on what you look like on the outside. So true. <laughs> so true. Um, you know, that uh, you're going to have the opportunity to have amazing experiences and the degree to which you get to experience them is related to how much you can get out of your own way. Like, don't let your own thinking hold you back from experiencing life. There's so many things that I've denied myself over the years because I thought I couldn't do it. I'm just having this visual of this kind of shadow person in front of us that's like, get out of the way. Yeah. Get out of the way. It's time to be alive mm -hmm. and vibrant and blooming into who we're supposed to be. Yeah. I argued with myself for an hour yesterday about getting, uh, getting in a workout because I was in the Midwest. I was with my family. I'd eaten a bunch of carbs and, you know, I hadn't been to the gym in th two days, three days. And for me, that's a long time now. And, um, I literally argued with myself for an hour and then I finally just got up and did it. And then, you know, I like was posting about it on social media and I was, my hashtag was conquer your own damn mind, you know, because it was just, as soon as I got the clothes on and I got there, it was fine. You know, um, like I was ready to do it and it was great. And you're not, I'm not the only one. Yeah. I, I have these <laughs> hour long scenarios with my brain. Mm -hmm. One thing that's helped is that I put the clothes on. Mm -hmm. We can still argue within this brain, but, uh, I've got the clothes on. I've got the shoes laced up. Mm -hmm. Just go. You're always glad you do. You're always glad. Never once have I regretted going to the gym, right? In fact, I always feel really great, you know? I mean, some days are better than others, you know? Yeah. You, have a, you have a day that... I was actually really glad to read an article about running that said, like, some days you just don't have good runs, you know? Like, because some days it's hard, you know? The whole time. The whole time it's hard. And then other days you go and you're like, oh, this is pretty great. Like, you know, I feel pretty good, you know? Yeah. But, it, you know, I've never at the end been sad that I did it. When you lose weight as a woman, you become more female. Like when you're when you're overweight, you are sort of desexualized in some way, and then so you you then you lose all this weight, and you know your body is sort of revealed in a different form, and you you become more female in the world's eyes, and that has both positive and negative results, right? You. Maybe you're seen as more attractive and more sexual and, and you get more attention, which can be a good thing and can also feel strangely uncomfortable if you have not had that experience your whole life. And you also sort of get the opposite side where you're sort of people think you're weaker. People think that you are um, uh, less intelligent, um, like they take you less seriously. So very, true. very challenging, you know, sort of in a in a variety of ways. Yeah, I find myself rebelling against it, but teaching body image, when you teach what you most need to learn, I'm fully aware of that, you know, spending seven years doing that to girls and women, seeing those little faces, um, and then finding that fire about myself, where seeing those little faces when I'm saying, your body is not your worth, and getting mad for them. And then I got mad for me. Mm-hmm. 
that's not my worth. And, not, and my body is not my worth. And what I look like is none of your business. Um, unless I'm, so, I'm in an intimate relationship with you. But really, still, it's my business ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so teaching helped me go there. And it mm-hmm. took years. And will take forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> will take forever. Um, I just think that I'm learning to name things like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Name emotions as they come up. I'm a verbal processor, so... I just got to say it, and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. And then it comes right back, but, you know, we just keep that process of, like, clearing those those old thoughts and letting other people's opinions of our bodies go away. It just float away because mm-hmm. I was awesome then. I had my awesome core of a person, and it's the same now. And mm-hmm. I'm just refining the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, getting better at peeling away things. You know, I've equated it to, um, I've seen a lot of peeling away of the layers of my external body mm-hmm. and the layers of things, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all intertwined, like, we're, you know, realizing I'm getting rid of all my things. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just peeling back the layers of all of the clothes in all of the sizes mm-hmm. in Almost 100% of the sizes, like a wide range of sizes. Mm -hmm. And why do I need to have that just in case? Mm -hmm. Like Now I'm, you know, working to peel back that wardrobe where it's just things that I like that fit me. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, gold jeans. It's just things that I like that fit me. Mm -hmm. I don't know, peeling away of all this junk is feeling like, the peeling away of, of my body and peeling away of all these, the layers of the onion of your brain that are just old. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, let's get rid of it. Yeah. It's the whole, whole theme of getting rid of it. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important to let go of those symbols, you know, that, um, because it is this whole process is a, a, a process of peeling away. It's like a sculpture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was it? Michelangelo said that it was just like he didn't create the sculpture. Mm-hmm. He just took off the layers until it revealed itself. Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome, beautiful way of thinking about the process that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Peeling away the layers and, and revealing, you know, who we were all along. Mm-hmm. You know, My therapist says you're in a process of becoming more vibrant, more... Uh, more yourself she said that some people won't know what to do with that Mm. and some people might not like it she goes that's okay they're not for you and to have enough confidence to be okay with that is Mm -hmm. process and understanding sometimes I, I find that well, I would say in the whole scheme of like everyone I know, I feel like I'm relatively self-aware. I still have a hard time seeing myself clearly. Um, you know, sometimes I'll say, oh, I just, you know, I just don't know what's coming next. And she goes, do you not really know what's coming next? Like she'll challenge me in my own thinking about it. Like you're pretty clear. You might know not, not know exactly how it's going to like manifest or show up, but you know where you're going. And like, 
She's like, you know more that, than you think you do. You're doing better than you think you are. Like, don't let that voice of self-doubt get in the way. Because you actually know. Because you actually know. Oh, I love that. I was thinking uh, during the, for the race yesterday, I was thinking, I wrote down, you already know you can do this. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, it just came out of the pen, and I was like, maybe I do. <laughs> I love it. Um, but we already know where we're going, and it's, um, we just have to give ourselves credit and, like, believe. But we, somewhere, our intuition knows where we're going and who we are. It's just kind of believing that voice. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Awesome. Well, any parting words? I think this was such a incredible conversation. I could do this for hours. Um, I think um, I would just say, you know, when I... When, like, a friend asked me, you know, how are you doing this? Or, like, um, I would say you just have to take it on in in some way. I would say the first, like, the first three to four months that I was doing this, like, I didn't actually think about whether I was going to get up and go to the gym. I just got up. I just, there was just no question. There was no option. Didn't give myself an out. And I think... Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not invested in whether people get on their own fitness journey or I just, I, I just wish that, that people would be on their own journeys to be at peace with their bodies, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like for them. Thank you for listening to my story. Every download means so much to me, and if this message means something to you, please write a review in iTunes, share our Insta posts, and check out fightforyourself.net if you need a little inspiration. Remember, reviews in iTunes mean we reach more people with a message of everyday empowerment. Thank you for listening to this one, and I hope you stick with me for future episodes because I have so much more to say.